Christmas break, and we've already had an episode, but here we are anyway. Don't know the words. <laughs> I think that's my new thing is trying to guess what words you might say and getting them completely wrong every time. Yeah. It's, I really enjoy it because I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just I just let it live. No, just I appreciate that. That's what I appreciate about you. It's part of what I appreciate about you. But you know, JT, another thing I appreciate about you right about now? What's that? Did you have some kind of like a face peel or something? Like what's <laughs> you look like you're 14 years old right now, sir. What what's happened here? Is it is it is it the lush? What what is it? I so it might be the lush. Uh that's an incredible memory <laughs> that you remember the uh uppity white woman. <laughs> Uh, conditioner and stuff that I use. Yeah, no, I just, I shaved this morning and for some reason I did moisturize my face, but like I look like a toddler. Like, I don't, I don't know why. It, it's, I don't know if it's just the zoom. Is it a zoom filter? Is that what you're doing here? No, it's not. I wish it was. Cause I would pay to download that zoom filter. I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Jeremy, we are we are actually back, and it feels like it's been a long time because we did the the last episode we did was with others, so we haven't had this this pitter patter has been like this is almost three weeks. It's been so long, JT, that it makes me a little angry. <laughs> look, look at you with the bump and set. Well done. Yeah, so we didn't tease this uh, because I didn't have an episode ready, and it was my turn. And so what we're doing this week is the top five characters that made you angry, that angered you. And to be to be really clear about that, because let me tell you, there were at least multiple sets of text exchanges, just me trying to clarify. It's not someone who annoyed you. It's not someone who got a little bit on your nerves. It's also not an actor or actress whose performance annoyed you we're not talking about any nicole kidman's over here correct this is the character as portrayed by anyone technically right in, a, in, a, in an alternate universe the same character as acted by our favorite actor made us angry yeah that's a that's exactly well that's very well put yeah it, and it was interesting for me anyway because i came up with it and i really actually like this category i almost wish i had like a month to go deep because I think I could go really deep on this. Uh, but that's not how the podcast works. So instead, I've got a list that I'm moderately okay with. <laughs> hey, you know, it just means that at the end of this year, if someone wants to come back and say you you, you missed a couple, uh, you know, fans just bookmark this one right about now because it sounds like between JT and I, we're going to leave you some open territory for what one or both of us have missed, uh, even including phone calls with our friends moments before we start recording an episode, perhaps. Yeah, maybe that would be a thing that could have happened that definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your list making in your compressed time and everything? How, how did it go for you? It's okay. I'm, I'm happy with where it is. The thing that, similar to what you said, orienting around characters that actually angered me, not ones that annoyed me, just ones that I didn't like, ones that just like downright sucked, but like actually trying to pick ones that literally like made me mad at them. Yeah. 
And that was that's that's different, right? The, the annoying list, by the way, I got a long annoying list. This one was harder because I didn't want to do annoying. We probably will do that at some point. This one I wanted to focus on mad. So the answer is I think it's okay. And I really like three of my top five and I like all of my other contenders, but they could have, I could have probably had some maneuverability in those bottom two, but the three that I have on my top five, like I was laughing and getting angry as I thought mm. of them. So I think I nailed those three. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is again, an area where, as you were saying earlier, if, if a little bit more time to go further into my longer history of movies, older movies, et cetera, my hunch is that there's lots of hidden gems. The uh, untouched uh, untouched field here is probably pretty pronounced. But yeah. I was able to cobble together a little XLS action. Yes, yes the spreadsheet's back, everybody. We're back. <laughs> so here's what we got this week. We have the movie itself, the perennial category. Of course. We have the cast of the movie, because I do like to consider that with what I do. It matters. I did decide to make the actor or actress who portrayed this particular role a factor here, because I do think that their performance probably influenced our anger in a good way, right? Because these characters were probably there to make us angry and give us that emotional charge. So the better the actor doing that role likely the more angry we were. I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, another another old favorites, rewatchability. Just can't get away from it. That old chestnut. <laughs> I have two final categories that are most poignant. One is screen time. I felt that a character who might only make me angry for like five minutes of an entire two hour or so movie wouldn't probably just even if they made my blood boil in those five minutes it didn't justify the overall inclusion because i have some doozies on that like characters who i remembered like i hated that guy but then it's like well they were only in like seven minutes so yeah yeah. and then finally how angry is the final category (laughs) so those are the uh that's that's the old rubric I uh, I did not. This is a second time where my top five were not had any personal nostalgia factor. They are what they came out to be, but that's likely because I took a few out of the overall process, which we'll get to as we as we maneuver down our little uh, our little adventure here. Interesting. I like it. Okay. Uh, I love the categories as always. Uh, I specifically like the how angry because for me, like it's like a, a, a on a scale of ah that guy to like teapot kettle red face steam coming out of your your ears is like a fun visual. <laughs> I got I gotta be honest, JT. I always try to put one thing in here now that's going to make you be like, oh, that's a good one. That's my new goal of the spreadsheet. Beyond actually having some rubric for myself, which actually really did work this time. My real goal, though, is to get you something with it. You're like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, just how mad is a really, really good category. I like that. I'm going to try to – I'll see if I can weave in just how mad they made me in my top five, at least. That'd be, that, that'll be fun. Which means we need to talk about the Shawshank. So, Jeremy, do you have a Shawshank for characters that angered you? JT, I do. You do? Okay. I how do. many do you have? I have one slash 
slash three. <laughs> There's an explanation coming, but my answer is officially one slash three. Okay. Uh, I'm very excited to find out what that could even possibly mean. Of course. Uh, other than like three of the Ninja Turtles. God, I hope that's it. Interesting. But- no, I didn't go down that. that you know, I, I'm realizing I've made, I've made a huge mistake, but uh, I'll, I'll try to come back around. Okay, good. Uh, I, I have one. So should I just go with my one that is yeah. one? Let's hear yours first. Uh, and by the way, I, I'm going to go right now that I'm going at least at least a one in three shot that yours is, is yours is mine is the one slash. I'm giving it that statement. Well, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, so, yeah. so I'll give you a date and then I'll give you my little quip thing. So uh, the date was December 19th, 1997. And mm-hmm. my, my, the way I'm going to describe it to you is any room for a gentleman. Oh uh, yeah. This is uh <laughs> Billy Zane in Titanic as Cal Hockley. Yeah. Yes. I, this is like, so this is, Billy Zane is getting the Shawshank treatment because he's Billy Zane. I, I, I don't want to talk about him specifically because I love him and we talk about him, but I want him in the podcast and I wanted him early in the podcast. So Cal Hockley, Shawshank. I had him in my Pong list. Uh, by the way, my five words was caught lover frolicking with peasant. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure that I would Shawshank it. Um, he did, you know, he did rile me up enough to make the list, yeah, but is he the all time definition of makes you angry on screen? I'd probably dump him into the Alpha Deus or even the, yeah, I'd probably dump him to Alpha Deus status, but I don't sure. think I could give him a full clearance on, uh, on Charles Shank from my perspective. Yeah. It's funny. Now that you're saying this, I actually, I think I probably should have switched my Alpha Deus and this, but that's okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyway, go ahead. What's your one slash three? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm twisting up the rules a little bit, JT. My entrant is one William Atherton. He's an actor, an actor, actor. who is particularly famous and particularly well-known for one role, which he is hated for. But he actually did two others sort of back-to-back that I think are worth uh, talking about. So in, in reverse order of how much I think you will know who this actor and characters are, the you haven't Googled it, have you? No. Awesome. And what I don't think you will know by name is he played Professor Jerry Hathaway. I have no idea what that is. He also played reporter Richard Thornburg. Uh, that's making me think of a cartoon, so I'm... We're still nowhere. I'm thinking of the wild com- thornberries. Keep going. Completing the trifecta of most angry you've possibly been at the character on screen would be one Walter Peck, otherwise known as the EPA guy from Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Oh, that guy. This He's a that guy, that guy. He's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's this is good. I mean, it's fun just because it's three and one. Like this is a three for so well done. Thank you. And and I'm I'm going to move right here that we need to find a special William Atherton trophy of some kind in our pantheon of weird weird sticky stuff we do. But I think there should be some kind of William Atherton award for um 
best portrayal of a character who's going to just make your blood boil. That's good. Yeah. So that's that's my fun with this one. I I'm I'm a very big fan. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Alpha Deus, which I have one that I am now realizing should have been a Shawshank, but that's okay. That's okay. I have two. So why don't I do my first one and then yours? We'll hit it that way. All right. The first one, I don't know how predictable this will be, but as soon as I give the description, I think you might get to it right away. The five words are failed to light the beacons. Okay. It's not happening quickly. It's part three of a trilogy that I talk about too much. That's why it's Elphidaeus. Oh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's Denethor, the uh, the steward of Gondor. The guy who was supposed to go light the beacons and the beacons. didn't. Got it. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's a good one. That's my Alpha Deus. Okay, uh, so mine, I this definitely should have been a Shawshank. I just made a mistake, so I'm not even going to give you a shtick because it's not a shtick. I'm just going to tell you who it is. It's Amon Goth from Schindler's List. Don't want to talk about it. One of the worst guys of all time. Fair enough. Pretty much anybody in a movie relating to Nazis is probably going to be in the uh, permanent all time. But yeah, that that guy was yeah, Ralph bad Phineas, that. that that portrayal of that character, I mean, is like beyond it. It's it's like yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. By the way, since this is a new year, a quick definition: the Elf Deus Award goes to uh, the mo- combined movies of Elf and Amadeus, two of JT and I's favorite movies, respectively. Where we love these movies, but we've ended up talking about them so much on the podcast that we just need to pause from talking about them. But they're still up there for us. Yep. Mine technically could have been a Shawshank, but isn't a Shawshank. But it's uh, five words: punished accountant for being obtuse. Punished account. I feel like this is a very clever description that I feel like I'm missing. So why would there? What would be a triangle? I, I, I should I should rephrase that. Punished accountant for saying obtuse. Oh no, I don't know. Oh, that's sad to me, JT. Because the movie, the character is the warden, and the movie is the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Okay, yeah, should have been Shawshank. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. And there's that one scene where Andy call, what are you obtuse? And then he goes yeah, to the hole yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Well done. Very well done. Thanks, buddy. Uh, okay. So I have no idea whose turn it is. I think technically it's, I think it's yours. It is my turn. It is. Awesome. Not that I remember things, but that I like to put things in Trello. True story. You do. Because <laughs> I don't remember anything. All right. So uh, on the rubric this week, the score range goes from a 51.5 all the way up to a 73. 73. I'm going to go, I'm going to get one out of the way because I think uh, we're we're both ready to talk about it. And we'll just get it right out of the way real quick. Worst teacher of all time is my five words. July 11th, 2007, Metacritic score of 71. And in my Excel spreadsheet is 67.5. The movie stars Gary Oldman, Alan Rickman, and Brendan Gleeson. Right. So this Yours? is, uh, yeah. So this is, so she, this is not in my top five because I was lucky enough to be able to not have to put it in my top five because I knew it was going to be in yours. Cheater! Way to go, way to go Jeff. <laughs> uh, but I, I did actually have worst teacher of all time. That was my, that was my five. Oh yeah. Like verbatim. Nice. That's a first. Yeah, so here, I, but this is yours, so you go ahead, please. You have the honors. 
Okay, so the movie is Harry Potter, Harry Potter, and the Harry Order Potter. of the Phoenix from 2007. This is part 15 of a 73-part movie series, something like I that. You, I think you nailed it. That's right. It's actually book five for Correct. the one person on Earth who has not heard of Harry Potter. And um, the, the actress is one, Imelda Staunton, and she plays a character of Dolores Umbridge, I don't think I need to say much more than that. There is something about her performance. This is where I actually think the actress made a difference. I think the character was clearly written to be loathed, despicable. Like it's not, this is a hate kind of word, right? Like, like, like with, with, with real emotion. And I think her ability to play it in this kind of prissy, clean, holier than thou, like it's all the stuff that just makes anybody angry. I don't know how you could watch this movie and not be angry. Actually, I don't. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. So yeah, Dolores Umbridge to me is there's something about the like there's something about the fact that you 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 get the feeling that if you told her she was terrible, she'd be really surprised by that. Yeah, that makes me want to jump through a plate glass window. It's, she's just so infuriating. Every every second she's on screen gets worse. She she'd say something like, "Oh, well, it's interesting that that's what you think." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just and the, then you hit, the, the kind of non-response that'll just make you mad. Yeah, she she's terrible. She's absolutely terrible, and she gets worse. Literally, like every single time she's around, she's worse and worse and worse. It's she's brilliantly portrayed by the way like an amazing yeah. performance to get that kind of to elicit that kind of a reaction from basically every person who's ever seen it <laughs> now what i think the the only i'm gonna ready to move on from this one because I, I it's I, I think it's one of those it's like it's so obvious there's just not enough to talk about and everybody's sitting here like yeah yeah we hated her too but the actress is in, in what i think is really cool is she's about to play queen elizabeth the second uh in the crown on netflix starting i guess next season and as soon as I read that, I I just blink and I'm like, yep, that's perfect. She's a, that's a perfect casting. So I'm excited to see her in that where she will bring none of her Dolores Umbridge-ness to the world. Yeah, I agree. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. All right. Well, since you cheated, because we both know you would have had this in your list had we not had a prep conversation with a good friend of ours. But uh, all right, I'm going to share that story real quick. So we're, we're, out, we're, we're, we're just chatting with our buddy Jeff right before we start recording here. And he just off the, out of nowhere makes this comment. He's like, you know what I really hated is that Dolores Umbridge. I can't even watch that movie. And I hear it and I sort of don't know how to react. And I'm on Zoom with JT and I kind of look at him and he makes eye contact with me. And then I'm like, oh, he knows. And I know that he knows. And he knows that I know. (laughs) So I'm calling him a cheater because he would have absolutely had this on his list in every other way, but the rules of the cast state, uh, according to article seven, section 32, should a friend spoil an entry, you may pick a new entry. So JT, please go ahead. Yeah, I will. And listen, if, uh, if you want to be able to do that, you should procrastinate and not have a top five ready when it's time to record. And you, you too can change your list on the fly. (laughs) Uh, okay. I'm going to start with what I think is an obvious one and I don't think it needs to be all that much. Like, we don't need to get too deep into it. But June 24th, 1994, with an 88% on Metacritic. June 24th, 1994, 
Yes, sir. 88%. That's a good score. And a movie that came out in a time where I would have been watching movies. Okay. Give me, give me one more. Th- give me somebody. Uh, let's do Moira Kelly and Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson's in a movie with an 88 Metacritic score? Sure is. I'm pretty confident I know what this is, and I'm just spacing on it. Uh, it's, he plays a small role, right? Like, he's not the main. He's uh, not the Mr. He plays, Bean. not Mr. Bean. No, he plays a pretty serious... I mean, he's a very large part of the film. I'm Go on. I'm, I, I, yeah, but I know I, 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 this, is in, this is somewhere in the memory banks. Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, five words are worse brother, even worse uncle. Hmm. No, that's not helping me at all. I'm very okay. frustrated right here. Can you give me one more actor or something? I want to guess this. I really sure. want. How about uh, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick? It's not the producers. Nope. Nathan Lane and Matt. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, well done. Well done. Your selection, I believe, would be Scar from The Lion King. Right. Brilliantly portrayed by Jeremy Irons. Oh, so good. Good clues. Good clues. I don't know which movie I'm thinking of. I'm going to have to go look at Rowan Atkinson's uh, career after to go figure out what I meant. But uh, great pick. Yeah. I didn't even think of that one. That's a good one. Go on. Yeah, so I, I don't think we need to talk. I mean, everyone's seen this movie. Scar is the worst. He's the worst, and he makes you angry literally at every turn. Uh, Jeremy Irons, a couple of small things I thought were really cool about Jeremy Irons, particularly because I do agree that the actor matters because in this one, his voice, I think, really told a story, like in, in a way that I can't imagine anybody else being Scar, right? So, For sure. Yeah, it, it's incredible. So Jeremy Irons... Um, First and foremost, they liked his performance so much that the illustrators went back and used his facial expressions because they were cam- they were like actually taping his performance. They went back and made his facial expressions onto Scar post the original animation wow. because of how much they loved what he did, which is uh, incredible. The other That's thing I thought was really so cool is maybe. And then Jeremy Irons was like chain smoking cigarettes when he was doing voice recordings to get his voice to sound like that. Really? And because it's Disney, they were filming everything. And so they had to edit a t- they had to edit the smoke out of all of the scenes because he would rip Sigs and then let the like let them sit next to him as he recorded to get that gravel and there'd be smoke around him. So they had to in post get rid of all the smoke in the behind the scenes because it's a Disney film, which is just a cool thing. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That is insane. I uh I don't know. I did I, I don't know how the Disney stuff didn't make my because Scar made me mad. I was mad at Scar the whole time, the whole time. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was more, I was more mad. I'm about mad. God, that movie. The worst. That just, just everything about Mufasa dying is the worst thing of it. It's no Bambi, but like it just everything about that. Just yeesh. Just don't do not like unhappy. Yeah. 
It's brutal. And the thing is, like, I, I thought a lot about the Disney stuff, and there's a lot of good Disney villains, but, like, they're more villainous than anger. And you're just like, oh, like, Jafar is right. just a bad dude. But, like, Scar was evil. And, like, the whole time was just, like, ah, he's, he's horrible. I remember hating, it, hating him as a kid and being mad at him as a kid. Watching it as an adult doesn't make it better. You're just like, yeah, this guy is the worst. This is a bad lion. Bad kitty. Bad kitty. <laughs> bad kitty. Nice. <laughs> Good choice, so, yeah. man. I like that. That's what I got. Scar. It's how I'm going to open. Well done. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go contemporary for a moment. Ooh. April 30th, 2004. Okay. By the way, this is a time to say. This is my most uh, most original, uh, the least repeat of movies I've ever talked about is, is today's episode. I have only one movie in the top five that I talk about that I've talked about before, and almost all of Pong are new movies. So I'm very, yeah, I know it was something fun happened here. Uh, just so, same, yeah, like almost the exact same. Yeah, I've talked about very few of these. It's crazy. So uh, here's a movie I think we've mentioned before. I don't think we've gone deep on before. April 30th, 2004, with a Metacritic score surprisingly low at 66. I think that I think in retro that should be a little higher. Uh, and in my spreadsheet, a, a solid 70. So okay. nearing the top of the list there. The cast includes Neil Flynn, janitor guy from Scrubs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan. And Lizzie Kaplan. Amy Poehler. Oh, is this Mean Girls? Shouldn't have wrote that book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I not on my list. Didn't see it coming. But who specifically? It's got to be uh, Regina George. Regina St. George. There's okay. everything about her. Like she's <laughs> so hateable. She's so hateable. Yeah. And the way she just manipulates people. Like it's it's the true love to hate. But also, I got to say, I, I sort of went back to like that first time viewing memory and just watching like how much. And, and look, it's Katie's fault what happened to her. And, and like she's she got to own up for what, what she did. But man, had she just not befriended Regina St. George, she just might have been ended up just this nice girl the whole time. Yeah. And and Regina was just mean to everybody. And you know what? I wasn't the happiest kid in high school. So I think part of my anger might be a little of that like teenage angst coming right back at, uh, at a movie like this. But I found uh, I found Regina St. George made me mad. I, I yeah, that, yes, just yes, I agree. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe, by the way, this movie is almost twenty years old. I don't want to talk about that. That makes me sad. It's so weird to me. Like this doesn't like I, it's not a college movie or anything close to it for me. But it also doesn't feel like a movie I saw. I guess like sixteen years ago. That just seems like sixteen years ago. It's crazy. That doesn't make any, that literally makes absolutely no sense. But um, it's also fun. It reminds, uh, happy birthday, Jenna, because she was born on Mean Girls Day. So <laughs> there you a, go. A random shout out. Um, that's great. I, I have nothing to add. But yeah, she's miserable. And that's a great pick. <laughs> All right. What's second for you? All right. So for my second pick, I'm going to go with, I'm actually kind of going backwards from the ones that I'm most excited about. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna end with those. So this is another one that I think is obvious. I don't want to spend a lot of time with it. However, it it, it is a genuine anger thing. How? But it's an interesting take for me because this is someone that I wasn't angry with. I think the first time I saw it, I, I want it's a little bit of a clue. 
But as I've gotten older and have seen it multiple times since, the anger has grown over time. So this movie came out on November 16th of 1990, and it is a 63 on Metacritic. That's not very good. No, it's not. By by the way, I meant to mention that. Didn't you find that a low score for Mean Girls? Yeah, it's a very low score for Mean Girls. All right, so 63, 1990. Okay. Give me me something. Let's do John Hurd and... John Candy. John Hurt, John Candy in 1990. Yep. 1990. Is it? It's after Summer Rental. Which, by the way, don't rewatch. It's not. No. (laughs) I I don't even (laughs) want to talk about that anymore. I think it's also, I'm pretty sure that I know it's not playing Trey's Automobiles. Nope. it could be, but I'm, I'm not going with my final game. It, it could be an Uncle Buck, but I, I don't think you'd pick Candy if he was the lead. No. I wouldn't. It's not Uncle Buck, huh? Nope. All right. What else? Worst Mom Ever Ruins Christmas. Home Alone? Home Alone. Is your is, – wait, wait, wait. Because I had this in my annoying list before we, before we got more definitive. Is, is your pick – is your pick Kevin? No. Oh. Kevin would be annoying. My Kate McAllister. Yeah, she's terrible. So watching this as an adult, which we watched this, <laughs> this holiday season, as a parent, like, and I, I, I would I would be tempted to bring my wife into the room. I had a visceral reaction to the entire sequence of events that basically led to you halfway across the Atlantic on a plane without your youngest son. Oh yeah. There's no way to not be angry at her, especially as you, as you become a parent. Like forget it. Like the absolute worst, everything from when she realizes it, her, her reaction is not nearly enough. How like everything about the way this goes down, she makes me so mad and honestly, if I was Kevin, I would not want her around either. I would wish my family away even when they come back. Brutal. But he's a sociopath, so he won't. We'll talk about that in a later episode. <laughs> how, how old is Kevin in the movie? Is he 10? Eight, maybe. I mean, he can't be that old. He's somewhere, yeah, somewhere in that, like, he's definitely pre-tween. For sure. I, I got to tell you, I almost lost a kid in a, in, a, in a Gap store in a mall once. Not like in the whole mall, just in the store. And for that, like, half a second, I remember that heartbeat feeling. Yeah. Could you imagine being on a plane? No. No. And you're not like... No, like, the answer is not, no, I can't. Like, right. Because it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, too. But also, by the way, other reasons to be angry here? Like, the early, before, even if, even if they had made the flight and had a lovely vacation in Paris, that kid's going to need some therapy the way he's being parented. Yeah. So it started with, like, genuinely, I got mad at her watching it long before they left the house. Like, when he spills milk and everybody freaks out at him, they order pizza specifically for him because he has a preference and then everybody ate it. The way that Buzz talks to him, like, the way that she treated him, go to your room, you're ruining this for everybody, bad. She is bad. She's brutal. She's terrible. And the fact that Macaulay Culkin still calls Catherine O'Hara mom in real life makes me question both of their sanity. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Yeah, who sends their kids to the attic? Dude, uh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> One very quick, fun wingman fact, however. What other movie did Catherine O'Hara and John Hurd appear in, Jeremy? Uh, well, as soon as you said the names, I actually was thinking Beetlejuice. No. Is that correct? After Hours. Hey, how about that? <laughs> I hear that's a good movie. Would you watch it? I think I would. <laughs> all right, you're uh, up, man. All right, so I've done that and that one. I'm going to go with the, the – I'm going to save my last my, – my angriest for the last two. So we'll go with June 11th, 1993. Okay. A Metacritic score of 68. IMDb's 165th uh, most liked movie of all time, and uh, Jeremy Spreadsheet unadjusted score of 64.5. That's pretty high. Is it? Yeah, I mean, on a scale of 71, that's pretty good. That's true. Uh, I'm just messing with you. All right. This movie includes Samuel L. Jackson. Fan. I'm wary to give you any other major cast member. It starts getting to be a giveaway right after this one. How about Laura Dern? Oh, I really like Laura Dern, but I don't. That's not going to help because she's like in everything. My five words: greediness set my killer free. Oh, see, this is tough because now I'm just thinking about Samuel L. Jackson movies, but you wouldn't give me him if he was a main character. This is from 94? 93. Oh, boy. Um, No, he did like Mississippi Burning. That was later than that. What was he in 93? This isn't... Those way... I don't remember. When was Die Hard that he was in? I know that's not it, but I can't remember. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance? That's like... uh, I don't know. Like 98-ish? 96? Um, okay, anyway, to circle back, I have no idea what this is. Let me see. If I pick someone else from the cast that's not... Well, all right, this will be the last close to giveaway. It would be Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, 93. Oh, I, mean, I like stumping you. Yeah, because I, like, I can't think of anything other than Jurassic Park, which it was way later than that, I think. But is it Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. Park? What? Oh, God. Samuel Jackson was in Jurassic Park. I literally forgot that entirely. And, and in this case, it would be uh, Wayne Knight's portrayal of uh, <laughs> Nedry. <laughs> Nedry, is a good Nedry is the computer programmer who sets the diet. Basically, it's all his fault. All the blame that they point to, to Richard Attenborough's character and everybody else, and bad planning. At the end of the day, the thing that went wrong, I mean, many things went wrong. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, like Jurassic Park was going to be a doomsday no matter what, but Nedry really just made things terrible. First, like how greedy do you have to be that in the middle of Tropical Storm, whatever it was called, Hugo, whatever, you're like, well, I'm just going to reboot the system right now. Like I've worked with engineers my whole life, JT, and Listen, in every different vertical, in every different industry, in every different job, we have a certain we, we have certain things we don't see, right? And what I do, I don't see someone else's perspective. I can understand being really focused on the code and, and wanting to get paid for it. But there's got to be somewhere in the back of that dude's head that's like, I've got to lock in dinosaurs 
especially including a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because that's what we called it before. It was called the T-Rex. I got to lock in dinosaurs into this thing, you know, but if they don't pay me enough, I'm just going to do whatever I need. Nedry just made me mad and mad. And, mad. and then when he comes back on screen and he's got the screensaver thing going, ha, 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 I was just like, I was ready to jump out of my seat in the theater and just like punch somebody. And I've never yeah. actually done that in life, just to be, to be really blunt. But if I ever wanted to punch a guy, it was Nedry's face in the middle of Jurassic Park. This is a great pick. This is a great pick. <laughs> so uh, that's that. That was the one movie I've you know we've talked about before. But that was that was my one entry. It's perfect. It's perfect. And I I'm I'm like sad I didn't think of of this. There's, there's actually like a couple people from that movie. I you definitely picked the best one for sure. Uh, but that's funny. Yeah, this is a great pick. I like it. Well done. Thanks. Okay, my next one, I'm going to go with my worst movie, and it's the worst movie by a long shot. Um, but I want to talk about it, specifically this one character. So let's do it. June 6th, 2003. It has a stunning 38% on Metacritic. Ooh. Ooh. But, you had, but it, had to come, it had to get talked about, huh? Sure did. Mm, all right, 2003. Thirty-eight percent Metacritic. Go on. Uh, I can't really give you anyone that's meaningful. I'll give you Eva Mendez. Is that Last King of Scotland? No, because that's no. got like a ninety on Metacritic. That's really good. Yeah, and also I think it might be Rosario Dawson, not Eva Mendez. Now that I think about it for two seconds, yeah. But by the way, that I that that's in my. Uh, but how can you not hate Edie Amin? I think <laughs> like. <laughs> he wasn't such a bad guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> keep going. Or are you uh, saying that's your that's your only clue? I, I no, I can give you the five words, but I can't give you more people because the people are, are going to give it away. Okay, let's hear the five words. Useless friend helps cop. Sort of, sorta is a sorta, sorta, right. sorta. Useless friend sorta helps cop. Yeah. This is friend sort of helps cop badly rated movie. Do we think I've seen this? Like, is this a, is this oh, a known film? You've seen this. Oh, with Eva Mendes. Oh my gosh. So here's, here's another good clue. I'm using the first movie that this character was in, but he's been in many as this character. You're. Oh, so the, this character is the hateable character. Is this by any chance the Pink Panther reboot? No, that's funny. No, there, when I say that he's been in this, he's like this character's in a bunch of movies. I mean, this is a franchise, a franchise that you love. I'm guessing you, well, I don't, I think you're referencing uh, Fast and Furious. I am. I don't know. I love the, I love talking about the franchise. All right, fine. I love the franchise. Yeah, you do. Don't lie to yourself. I, I, you? I, but I love it in a very different way, but, but, but fair enough. Yeah, that's right. I forgot she was in it. So you hated, you hated the the friend. I'm gonna go. You hated the friend who ends up like driving off with stealing the car and then gets killed by the by the I think the Korean gang. Is that is that the correct guess? No. So I'll just give you who it is because there's a lot of characters to go from. So yeah. in every single one of these movies, I cannot stand, and I don't mean like I don't like. He angers me to no end. Roman Pierce, Tyrese Gibson's character. 
Oh. <laughs> he makes me so mad. So incredibly mad. Like, he's just, he's infuriating. So I'm using the first movie he's in because it was the first, but him in every installment of this otherwise absurdly wonderful franchise is anger-inducing to me every single time without fail. So I don't think he does anything useful in any one of the movies. Is that, oh, your, is that am I right? Yeah. Yup. Here we go. So <laughs> first and foremost, he's a walking stereotype. That's annoying. Like that's True. super annoying to me. Secondly, all the other characters in the film and actually not the film in the franchise inexplicably have a host of talents. Things they're very good at and pick up along the way where they can do military grade repair on like bombs and all of a sudden are like not just hackers, but absurdly good hackers. Well, but JT, that's because in the video game of Fast and Furious, the characters keep leveling up. They've got a lot of XP. They're at like level seven and level eight. But right. maybe Tyrese is still sitting there at level one. So here's the question. Roman's only discernible talent is that he's mildly distracting and doesn't die. He has the occasional mediocre one-liner. Don't forget that. I mean, the best one-liner of all time that he was involved with was The Rock making fun of his forehead. It wasn't even, he just, I mean, that's like, he's not even good comic relief as a comedian. He's good comic relief in the sense that they make fun of him and that's great. JT, I would love to see the following, and obviously neither of us have the time nor capabilities to do so, but to go uh, do a quick cut on all of the Fast and Furious franchise and just simply remove Roman from the movies and see if anything changes. Like all I'm saying is you remove him from being on screen. You don't change yep. a word of dialogue. Just yeah. simply like there's just a quick cut. Outside of, of Too Fast, Too Furious, nothing would change. I think you're right. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a fun pick. Yeah. Now the only thing that there was is like a couple, one piece of trivia, well, one piece of trivia that has like multiple levels to it. So John Singleton originally wanted Ja Rule to like reprise Edwin, which was in the first movie. That's who okay. Ja Rule played in the first movie. But Ja Rule was like, no, I, I want to be Roman. And John Singleton was like, but you were already Edwin, so that's not going to work. And Ja Rule was like, but you should write me as this new character. He's like, yeah, no, I think we're good. So instead, John Singleton was like, I'm going to get like kind of spitefully was like, I'm going to get another rapper instead. And basically created the Tej character for Ludacris just because he didn't want Ja Rule in the movie at all because Ja Rule said no. And then tried to get 50 Cent to play Tyrese's character because he just was like really, really spiteful. And I think that's hysterical. <laughs> so Tej only exists out of spite. Yeah. And by the way, was in a lot of movies and got paid a lot of money for it. That's pretty awesome. And, and I guess about it, I thought Ludacris was really fun in this franchise. He's one of my favorite um, non-trained actor. I don't know whatever, you know, uh, yeah. other other type of celebrity become actor. Yeah. I actually really like seeing Ludacris show up in things. Yeah, I he's great. He, I, yeah, yeah. I really like him. The only other thing for like, if you're like a, any like old school hip hop heads, uh, Redman was almost Tej before Ludacris was. And Redman in any movie makes me so happy because he's absurd. <laughs> Weird, funny story is I was with a buddy of mine in an airport, not sure which one. And he he's much more into the rap and hip hop scene than I've ever been. For some reason, I'm looking at a guy and there's just something about the way he's sitting in the lounge and whatever. I'm like, that looks like a guy on one of the covers or one of the albums I know you listen to. 
and I'm not sure which one, but I'm really like really confident that that I think I, I've got the right pick here. There was just like the, the everything about the face was just obvious. And he looks over, he's like, Oh damn, that's Redmond. I'm yeah. like, you want me to just go like try to like I'll go say hi to him because I don't care if he thinks I'm some idiot. Right. He's like, I don't even know how you pull that. This was before you would like there were no this was pre-iPhone and you couldn't like right. take a selfie with him or anything like that. But uh I didn't did not end up doing the encounter just because I was like, I really have no idea who this person is. I just recognize the face. Well, I'll tell you what, your friend made a horrible mistake because Redman is one of the funniest dudes on the absolute like on the planet. And the chances of you just like striking up a conversation with him and him being awesome is very high. He has a this is a total non sequitur, but please if you like him, even if you don't like him, if you just like good storytellers, go watch his his hot ones episode. Spoiler alert, he tells a story about being hit with a cattle prod as he was performing. He's wild, man. Wow. <laughs> he's, just, he's a wild dude. <laughs> Hot Ones is great, by the way. It is. It absolutely is. All right. All right. Uh, I'm moving into a whole new realm here. Not even going to be comparable for a moment. So we'll go to July 18th, 1986. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Metacritic score of 84. That's really high. 73rd all time in IMDb. Whoa. Yeah, this is also the moment to say three out of the five I picked are ended up being top 250 IMDb's. And an unadjusted 70.5 on the old spreadsheet there. Uh-oh. Movie stars. Uh, the movie includes cast members such as Bill Paxton okay. and Sigourney Weaver. Bill pa- Okay. Um, <laughs> Bill Paxton. Chat from Weird Science? No? Okay. Uh, I don't have any idea what this is. Chet would have been a fun pick. I, don't, I didn't get angry enough at Chet. I love no. it. Yeah, you got to love Chet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my five words, greediness, greediness set my killer free. No, that's right. That's Wait. the same five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 88, Bill Paxton, Sigourney 86. Weaver. 86. 86. I don't know, man. The uh, I, I I played with your mind a little. Sigourney Weaver is the main character. Oh, so is it Alien? It's Aliens, and sorry, this is right. one uh, character named Burke, but the actor who played him was Paul Reiser. Are you oh, okay? Are you familiar with the Aliens movie? Is this? Do yeah, I need to? Yeah. Do I need to pitch you Aliens? No, I've seen Aliens. It's not a movie that I've seen and love. It's a movie I saw, I've seen like maybe two or three times. I'm like, yeah, Aliens, I get it. At least one of the Darrens is really sad right now, if not both. (laughs) I'm just just letting you know that. Um, (laughs) So Paul Reiser plays the, the corporate guy who on an alien spaceship that is full of aliens that are killing people while they are off killing people, does the one thing that instead of getting help and getting rid of the aliens, just sets the aliens free all over the darn place. And 13-year-old me seeing this the theater was again not thinking about punching a guy because I definitely wasn't doing that at 13, nor at really any age, but was like, what are you doing? They're aliens. (laughs) That's the face hugger. You you can't, you don't, what? Anyhow, um, I was very, very angry at one Paul Reiser. So much so, like that anger toward Paul Reiser has colored my perspective of him 
to me, no matter what he does, no matter how great he is in anything from Mad About You all the way to Whiplash, and by the way, he was really good in Whiplash. He was. He's still Burke from Aliens who set the facehugger free on little poor, poor little Newt over there. And wow. I can't forgive that. I can't. I won't. I shall not. That's, I mean, I, I, I can't go very deep on this one, but it, it, I mean, your passion says a lot. I mean, to not like Mad About You, you must really not like this guy. No, I liked Mad About You, but I, I, I had a little bit of a grudge. We'll just leave it at that. Totally and, and, and you need to rewatch some Aliens, sir. I know. Because I know I it's, it's, like a, it's like a tentpole. Aliens and, and T2 like made action sequels happen. Yeah. It's important. It's important. I know. It's important. Okay. That was James Cameron. Like, the Aliens T2 compared to Alien and Terminator and James Cameron's involvement and, the, and like, the whole... These are very big movies in that scheme of things, despite just being like in some ways schlocky action movies, but that tells you why it's a 73rd of all time on IMDb. Right? Yeah, no, I totally get it. And, and again, like not again for the first time I was one. So like by the time this movie was like a thing that I could watch and enjoy, it, I mean, it was just, it looked older than other movies to me. And there were so other movies you- that had basically made, they had made better versions of this by the time I was watching movies. A, they had not. They had not made any better versions of Aliens. They never have. They never will. And we're going to stop with all that nonsense. But B, I think I'm just more disheartened to realize that on the night I saw Aliens, had we lived in the same town, I could have just as easily that same night babysat you. Correct. You could have. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Uh, Okay. I'm going to go with a kind of a fun pick. One of the only contemporary movies I have, like, like the last like 10 years So this is May 13th, 2011, with a 75 on Metacritic. That's a pretty well-received movie. It's pretty recent. All right. Let's do Rebel Wilson and Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas? Is that that like a brother to Josh Lucas? I'm I'm serious. I actually don't think I know who Matt Lucas is. Yeah, that's why I picked this guy. No, you would know him if you saw him, but he's not Josh Lucas's brother. <laughs> Rebel Wilson. This is too soon for like Pitch Perfect. It well, it's not Pitch Perfect. It's not too too soon, but I think it was like Pitch Perfect might have been like thirteen or fourteen. All right, give me a thing. Five words is hapless friend ruins multiple parties. It's is this super bad? No, it's not. But that that's that's a good guess based on what I've given so far. It's it's in that wheelhouse of of it. It's is it a, is it an Apatow film? Uh, it is not Apatow. No, but you, oh no, sorry, it is Apatow. This is Apatow. Mm, is it knocked up? Nope. Forty year old virgin. I'm running out of guesses here. Closer. Uh, it's not. I love you, man. This is the, it was the highest grossing R-rated female comedy of all time. It's not the, the, what's the four of them? The, the hangover, uh, Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. Bridesmaids is 10 years old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it actually Apatow? Cause it's just, it's Paul Feig who, Feig, Feig? 
Yeah, I think Apatow, but he's like a producer. I know that he producer. was involved because there's like a there's a part of him. Uh, there's a there's two scenes that are very much him, whereas the where Kristen Wiig like really fought against doing some Apatowy stuff, and of course the Apatowy stuff is the stuff everybody references. Got it. Yeah this this whole movie makes me angry, but I'll explain that after I hear your stick. Fair. So here here's where so I love Kristen Wiig, right? And this movie is genuinely hilarious. It's a great comedy. It's highly rewatchable. Wait, which who are, who are you picking? Is it is it Kristen? Or you're you're going to get to that, aren't you? I'll get there. I'll get all there. right. All right. All right. <laughs> Right. Uh, the one thing that I think goes wildly unrecognized is that Annie, who is Kristen Wiig's character, is a garbage person for pretty much this whole movie. She's terrible. That's why I'm angry at the movie. This is a phenomenal pick, JT. I, I, I didn't pick movies I didn't like, and I don't like this movie because of her. I want, but ooh, I'm angry now. Now, now I'm angry. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, look, you're you're picking up on exactly why. Like from the very first watch, this movie like annoyed me to no end because of her. Now, a weird thing, just as a caveat, I don't like Maya Rudolph. I, I don't know oh. why. I just I just don't. I think she's funny. I get why she's funny, but she comes across as like a tryhard and pompous to me. So like anything that would ruin her character's plight would make me usually like it. But I could never actually get past Annie just being a straight up jerk, like. All of the problems that exist in her life in this film are so easily fixable by her and just nothing. She does nothing to make her life better. She needs a taillight, doesn't fix it. Business is kind of struggling, closes it. She's getting kicked out of her apartment. I guess I'm moving with my mom. She just sucks, dude. And like, there's just no accountability whatsoever until basically – uh, Melissa McCarthy comes in and like kind of wakes her up. But the thing that annoys me the most is she fought like, again, I'm like getting this way too serious than I need to, but this is how mad she makes me. This is her best friend's wedding. And her best friend has a woman in her life that will like take care of her and pamper her and do all these amazing things for her bachelorette party and for her wedding. And all Annie can do is make it about herself that she needs to do it, even though she can't to the same level that whatever Rose Burns character's name is. Dude, bad friend, bummer human, anger. Don't like Annie. Bad person. Get rid of her. So well said. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you brought this. I forgot about this in so many ways. And and it's funny because people don't understand why I don't like this movie because the comedy is my wheelhouse and all these and, and the, 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 the cast is great. And I don't actually love most of Paul Figg's work. No, no disrespect to the man. But I never liked this movie from in theaters. I remember in the theater and and people were like, why did you like it? It's so funny. It's so funny. And the reason was because I hated this character so much. I couldn't get behind her. I had no empathy for her because she didn't deserve any. She made yeah. bad decisions everywhere she went. And had the movie been sort of the, the anti-hero, not anti-hero because she's not that either, just just the, the hapless jerk who sort of gets some kind of comeuppance kind of story fine but that's not what it was it's what you were just saying this is someone's best friend this is like if you treated me this way like goodbye end of end of podcast but no in their world somehow not best man a a maid of honor at the wedding i'm like no no you don't pick a person like this this is a person you quietly unfriend yeah, you're exactly right. I, that the, yeah. the thing that always annoyed me about this is like they rally around her, which I understand the sen- like I understand the sentiment and what I think they're trying to get at. 
but also there's just like this like absolute there's just no strain of self-responsibility whatsoever and the whole time through the movie i'm just like figure it out bud like figure it out (laughs) yeah yeah like again same thing someone down their luck rally around her cool but at least have the character of some redeeming qualities that like even if they had put in five minutes at the beginning of her originally being like a really cool person and maybe like slowly descending into this very selfish, unaware, whatever, victim kind of person, fine. But no, we see an unredeemable character do unredeemable things. And yes, I'm angry thinking about the movie. Well <laughs> done. In fact, I think that's better than my next pick, which I thought was my best pick. So Ooh. good job, JT. Thanks. June 9th, 1989. So you're three. And uh, we're not going to lean into that too much longer, but you went there, so I'm I'm playing along. An IMDb of 79. I'm sorry, a Metacritic of 79. I thought it would be actually a little higher than that. An IMDb 209th of all time. And a whopping 73 on my little spreadsheet there. So given that second place was all the way down at 70.5, this is like a significant lead. It's like winning the race by like a clear, you know, clear head. Sure. Movie includes Ethan Hawke and Josh Charles. Oh boy. Uh, So far, nothing. Didn't let Sun pursue dreams. Ethan Hawke, 1989. He's a baby in 1989. Um,. Trying to walk through, I'm like trying to. I wish I could like talk through what I'm thinking through, but you can. This is this is if if there's any one place where you're allowed to do such a thing, this is said place. If it helps, Ethan Hawke was not in fact a baby; he was a teenager. Hmm. No, it's not happening for me because I can't think of anything that. No, I can't think of anything that he was in when he was that young. Robert Sean Leonard. What if I give you that? What if I give you? Sir Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. Dead Poet Society. Oh, Dead Poet Society. Oh, this is that kid. Oh, this is a great pick, and I totally missed this. Oh, this is, God. Miss, this is his dad, Mr. Perry. In fact, in the credits, I went looking for his full name, and his name is Mr. Perry. They don't give him a first name. It's yeah, played by, uh, yeah, it's played by Kurtwood Smith uh, from that 70s show and a bunch of other things. Interestingly, an actor who I didn't like at the time because he had done some other work in the 80s where he also played kind of equally despicable type of characters. But this is just the worst. This is the this is possibly the archetype of like cold, unfeeling father, military academy, all that kind of stuff. And, and played in a way and portrayed in a way, and maybe it's because the teenagers in particular Robert Sean Leonard was so strongly portrayed throughout the film and with so much character and then watching dad show up and stomp all over him like and and then you know leads to quite quite the moment yeah which again you know I I, probably because I'm a teenager at this point so I'm full of angst toward the whole world but I've I've never been not angry about the dad in Dead Poet Society this is a perfect pick. Uh, I I totally forgot about him. And the second that you said this movie, uh, yes. Yeah. 
brutal. I can see the scene. I remember the lighting in his office. I, I mean, everything about that is so. Yeah. Oh boy, I hate that guy. Absolutely yeah. hate that guy. You could picture that office with that desk and the <laughs> light. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. everything about it. Yep. Yeah. This is great. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Good pick. <laughs> well played. All right. What, uh, back at you. What's your, what's your fifth of five? All right. So I'm like, now I'm nervous because I thought, I thought Annie was good and I thought you would like dig it. I didn't think you'd dig in that hard though. So now I don't, now I'm afraid I might have like jumped the shark, but we'll see. So July 6, 1994, it's an 82 on Metacritic and the 92nd movie on IMDb. Okay, I have a 94 movie in my Pong, but let's go on. Okay, I'll give you uh, McKelty Williamson and, oh boy, it's Forrest tough. Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Who? Wait, Jenny? It's Jenny, right? Yeah. 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 Jenny. So here's the thing. Jenny's a bad person. Oh, yeah. Hard stop. Like just straight up hard stop. Now, look, I want to I want to preface with when little Jenny is praying to turn into a bird and fly far, far away in the beginning of the movie. If your heart doesn't break for that little girl, you're a you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> and so she's carrying a lot of trauma with her. And I get that. But the damage that was done to our poor little Jenny when she was little never, ever gets better. It just doesn't. Because let's take a step back and pretend that haven't, like, that, pretend that this hasn't been a thing yet, right? That everybody doesn't know what happens. If I told you that a young handicapped boy was in love with a girl for his whole life, and then I told you that this girl strung him along, never clearly rejecting him, right? Never really making it clear, constantly leaving him hanging while she gallivanted around the country doing God knows what. Eventually comes back to his house when she is at her absolute lowest, presumably sleeps with him. We don't know for sure, but we we're pretty sure. And then ghosts that dude the next day. Just Poof, ghosts, like Tinder date ghosts, this dude. Then doesn't come back again until five years later where there's a small child that's presumably his and she's dying of AIDS. This woman is the worst, dude. The worst. <laughs> I, I would say Jenny is the 2020 of girlfriends or something <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> It's a good pick. I, you know, it's funny. I don't think she'd ever quite made me angry. Like the way you're talking about, I, uh, by the way, total, total agreement. It, it, it didn't really dawn on me. Like it wasn't because Forrest Gump's really so much more about the rest of the story. But right. The, you're right. You think about everything she did. Other than other, she did one good thing, JT. She did one good thing. She told him to run. Right. Which, right. Which is great. That was and pretty good. Something. <laughs> that's like a redeeming quality and that's good. It got him through college. It got him into, well, technically it got him into Vietnam. So maybe not so good. Well, it also got him across the country a couple of times back. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's awful. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a brutal person. And like, it's weird because like, uh, again, this is, uh, this is another one that as you watch it again, when you get older and like new perspective, but like the first time you watch it, you're so enthralled with the story. Cause it is a, a beautifully told story. 
but the more you watch it, like, especially as I've gotten older and like things have happened in my life and I just watch her, I'm like, dude, she sucks, man. Like, where's Forrest's mom being like, you got to stay away from Jenny. She's bad. She's bad, bad. Yeah. Why? Did, maybe we should be mad at the mom. Shouldn't mom have been like, don't, you can't be friends with that person. Yeah. How dare you, Sally Field? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a very fun list. I got to say, though, I. I still have some really fun entries for our Pong setup here. So I think we should dive right in and get going because we're yeah. going to talk a bit. Let's do it. All right. You go first. All right. I, I have them in, in no particular order. So I'm just going to ramble along. 2018, I could have stopped inevitable. I have no idea. Star-Lord from Infinity War. Yeah, so it's funny. I actually thought through a lot of people in that movie, and there was a number of them. Uh, Star Lord was the best one. That's great. Yeah, maybe just, but the the, the reality couldn't make the top five because he's so much fun in the rest of the movie. Yeah, but he definitely has. He definitely deserves pawn because I remember again watching Infinity War and being like, "Dude, you gotta stop! No, 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 stop! No, seriously, just." And now I've rewatched it, and every time I rewatch it, I'm like, "No, no, no don't tell him! No, don't tell him! He's gonna <laughs> screw it up." They tell him every time. I don't know what's going on with that, JT. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, he would be a great contender. If we ever did like a top five, you must like, don't do that moments. That that would be a good one. Right. It's like the, whatever the opposite, you had one job. Like, just don't do that one thing. Just just right. that one thing. Any other yep. thing is fine. Just not that thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's do 1997, Man Needlessly Dies Cold-Hearted. No idea. Uh, this is Rose DeWitt. Bukiter from Titanic. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there was room on the platform. There's room on the platform for Jack. 1999, dated guy who caused mayhem. 99 mayhem. Oh, uh, Helena Bottom Carter fr uh, from Fight Club? Yes. Great That's pick. good. That's great, really sorry, good. great call. I mean, great, uh, great that's, poll. That's really great good. Poll. Uh, okay, this one's tough. 2006, jealous, uh, but makes good grilled cheese. <laughs> jealous, but makes good grilled cheese. No idea. What makes good grilled cheese? This is such a dumb pick. <laughs> so, this is Nate from Devil Wears Prada, which is her boyfriend. And like he doesn't have screen time, and it's not that big of a deal. But... Like when you first watch it, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, she's not supportive and she's not around for her boyfriend. And then like now you watch and you're like, that dude sucks and like isn't rooting for his girlfriend. And it's like, oh, you like fashion now and you're happy and I hate you. He sucks. <laughs> I, I got I to say, JT, I haven't watched Devil Wears Prada enough to quote from it or or any of that. I have. I clearly. All right. Let's go <laughs> on then. No questions. Uh, 2009. This might be my most hated character in my whole list, actually. Uh, oh, wow. But but it, it sort of, you know, you'll see why I didn't make the top five. Well, maybe it could make five, top five. I don't know. 2009, found family hidden in basement. Oh, I feel like I'm going to be real mad when I don't get this, but I'm not getting it. It's Christoph Weitz in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, what's his name? Whatever his name is, Han something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just so hateable, but in a, in a way, like it's more that he's hateable than than angry. I, I you know what I mean. But I, I yeah. couldn't not include him in this list. I had to. He had to be here. That's a really good one. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna say yes. That's good. 
let's do 1991 small woman unsuccessfully attempts murder. Small woman? Yeah, small. Very small. Like a a hobbit? Smaller. Small. Small. Really small. Yeah. 1991? Yep. Uh, Hook? Yeah, Tinkerbell. She's terrible. She is terrible, yeah. (laughs) She's like a psychopathic Tinkerbell. Yeah, she's terrible. (laughs) I'll stay in 1991. Didn't believe woman kill a robot. Didn't believe woman kill a robot. 91. I don't know. This is the psychiatrist from Terminator 2. Oh, wow. That's deep. The guy yeah, who's like, because he's terrible. Like, if you remember, it's, it's only the first like 20 minutes of the movie. But he is terrible. He's he's really, he's like mean to Sarah Connor and he's just the worst. So he made me yeah. angry until, you know, he's gone from the movie. I was going to say, great pick. And if he, yeah, the, he doesn't have the screen time for the rubric, but that's a very good pick. <laughs> uh, let's do 2000 Jerk Son Demands Entertainment. Son Demands Entertainment. 2000? Yep. Nothing. Uh, this is Commodus from Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Gladiator. You got Gladiator's not in my wheelhouse, and it should be, because it, it's one you go to a bunch of times, and for, and for good reasons. The only thing I want to say about this, which is an interesting piece of trivia, because if when you think about people who anger you, do you know who was very, very much based on Commodus? The portrayal specifically? No. Joffrey. Ah, that makes so sense. So the kid, the kid who played Joffrey was like Commodus is exa- like that's who I modeled myself after. Wow, it's a good yeah. choice. All right, 1999, defy the teacher in school politics. Oh, 99 is uh no, I'm thinking it's election, but it's not. It is. Is it election? Okay, cool. That's good. I I, I hated Reese Witherspoon's character. Uh, what I don't remember her name. Um, oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's in there somewhere. Vote for her. <laughs> Sally? Is it Sally? Something like I that? Remember. I hated her. I remember hating hated her. her. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's do June 30th, 1971. Magically cured by potential snacks. Did you say 1971? Sure did. Because I have too spoiled to enjoy tour. <laughs> well, who did you, who, who are you selecting though? Mine is Veruca Salt. Who's yours? Grandpa Joe. Oh, Grandpa Joe. You hate Grandpa Joe? Grandpa Joe made you angry? This dude's bedridden. His family is like destitute and he can't work and they get a ticket to go to a chocolate factory and he starts doing the waltz? That guy sucks. Mm, he does. That's fair. The grandparents in that whole thing suck. But Veruca Salt made you made me angry. Yeah, no, she's... yeah. If, it's not okay to punch children, but boy, if you could. <laughs> yeah, if you could punch a child, it's Veruca Salt. For sure. Uh, well, since, since I sort of piggybacked yours, it's back to you again. Oh, that's right. Okay. So let's do, you know what? I don't even have, there's so many movies and so many times, I don't know, like, but beautiful hair, questionable morals, magic. Can I get a year? I mean, there's like a hundred of these movies. We referenced the movie earlier. Wait, beautiful hair. Is this a Harry Potter movie? Yeah. Beautiful hair. What was the second part? 
questionable morals magic. Is it Snape? No, but that it would work for Snape too, but specifically Lu- Lucius Malfoy, the Malfoy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sucks. Who plays that guy? I don't remember, but he's great. He is great. He's done other stuff. He looks a lot like John Hamm, I think. Um, this is actually one of the ones that if I thought the movie didn't completely suck, it would have made my top five because of how angry this character made me. 2019, analyzed hero, villain, and beast. 2019. Okay, so it's new. So there's no excuse for me not seeing this or at least knowing what it is. Analyzed human? Hero. Villain. And beast. And this is one of my favorite five word things I've ever done. I'm just I'm just saying that. But if you haven't seen this movie, which I don't blame you for not having seen because it was a train wreck of a movie, you might not know it. Yeah, I don't know if I know this. The movie is Glass. Didn't see it. Don't see it. It's uh, Sarah Paulson's character. She's the psychiatrist who is interviewing and psychoanalyzing Bruce Willis's character, the hero, Samuel Jackson's character, the villain, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, McAvoy, who is yep. the beast from uh, Split. Oh, very clever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. That's a, really, that's, a, that's a really good five words. That's really good. Thanks, buddy. But, but seriously, the movie is terrible. And and everything she does on screen just makes you angry because it's just such it's just a constancy of it's not just bad decisions. It's like Dolores Umbridge as a psychiatrist in a superhero movie. Oh, boy, it sounds terrible. I'm not going to watch. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, all right. 1996 female version of Mr. Burns. <laughs> it's funny because on its own, I would have been like a oh, devil or devil or Prada, but that's not 96. And that's not Mr. Burns. It's not Major League. What you got? Uh, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> because all I ever think of is, see my vests, see my vests made of real gorilla chests. Wow, well done. I have to play that part for Elia, who's binging all of The Simpsons right now. <laughs> nice. 1998, destroyed space station while refueling. It's one of the ones I always get wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those two. It's uh, Peter Stormare, the, the the nihilist from... Yeah, the big yeah, Rossi. Exactly. Uh, in Armageddon as the Russian cosmonaut who basically is like, oh, just do the lever, do the thing, and do the thing. And instead of just taking the time to explain it properly because you're in space, right? he's just rushing through, like, do the thing, and it blows up a space station. Unforgivable. Made me mad. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, 2008, although there was a sequel as well, uh, writer ruins marriage, blames friends. Writer ruined 2008. I don't know. I hate this character from the show too. She's absolutely brutal. It's Carrie Bradshaw. She sucks. Oh, never saw the movie. She sucks. (laughs) 1996 drove Volkswagen into broadcast tower. Oh no, I'm going to be oh, so mad. You I are. Can't, I can't place this. What is it? Well, I was just going to do Volkswagen, but I can't, I, you know me, I can't do the voices from movies, right? It's Happy Gilmore. That's okay. So that's what I thought. Happy Gilmore's Jackass. Yeah. Hey. Jackass. Yeah, it's good. That's really good. All right. I can't believe that this one, 
I mean, I, you probably you don't like the movie enough because it's a terrible movie, but whatever. Uh, it's a it came out in 2008. Discount Pony Boy spoils franchise. <laughs> Discount Pony Boy. That's not Ski Dulric. We've talked about this, but now I'm blanking. Ruins franchise. 2008. Yeah. Yep. Mm, got nothing, buddy. What you got? So this is Mutt Williams from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ruins franchise. It's about right. So 2010, road tripped with expecting father. Oh, um, oh no. Due date? Yes. Now this is so is Zach Galifianakis' character, yes. or, or is it actually Robert Downey Jr. that you hated? No, it's Zach Galifianakis' character. Just, just the entire time I was just sitting there, ang- like everything's cranked up to eleven. You know, he's forgivable in Hangover, but he's unforgivable in Due Date. Yeah, that's totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, okay, let's do 1947, the Scroogiest of Scrooges. I don't think you've seen this movie. 47. I'm assuming yeah. it's Disney. No, it's not. Yeah. This is, right. uh, it's Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I know. I have not seen that, that movie. We've right. established that. I know. That's why. But I wanted to say it because our fans have seen it and he is one of the worst bad guys of all times. He's a terrible, terrible human. All right. Uh, 2005, kidnapped girls until turned yellow. Kidnapped girl. I don't know. Minions. I have no idea what this is. It's uh, the character's official name is Yellow Bastard, but it's Rourke Jr. from Sin City. Oh gosh, I've only seen that movie once, so that's yeah. Same, but everything that that character did (laughs) just—it's like I hate this guy. Okay, Uh, let's do 2001 Mutant Comedy Offspring Shades Fashion. Is this X3 and Cyclops? No, but that's really funny. No, so you're taking Mutant. That's literally, I'm, I'm making a joke. Uh, the Mutant comedy offspring is Ben Stiller and the movie is Zoolander. Uh, I, well, Mutant and Shades. No, listen, you are right. That's great. If I wish I did that on purpose to mislead you, I didn't. Well, I was also kind of confused, like why you would hate Cyclops that much. But no, that's all right. 2003, can't remember new best friend. Uh, uh, 51st Dates? No. This is uh, Dory from Finding Nemo. Dory oh, always made that, me angry. That's really funny that you don't like Dory. <laughs> I like Dory, but she made me angry. Just yeah, remember no, this no. one time. No, just no. remember that. No, just remember that. Like there's three plot points in the movie where if she just remembered anything, and I get that she's a fish who can't remember things, but still, she made me angry. Right. I like that you had to put on that you can't remember things. You couldn't stop it. I get that she's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do 1999 High School Fun with Baking. With Baking? Yep. Is it that football movie with the nope. whipped cream? Oh, no. no. It's American Pie. Yes. Stifler. No. Oh. Everybody in the movie except Stifler for being friends with Stifler. Makes me so <laughs> angry. He has no redeeming qualities as a human. He's terrible. They shouldn't be friends with him. They make me so mad. 
He's not even funny. He's not funny. That's my He's point. He's funny to laugh at, yeah. But even that's not good. That makes you right. bad people. He has no redeeming qualities, so they all make me angry for being friends with him. 1989, didn't believe they will come. Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner? Timothy Busfield, the uh, oh right, the the brother-in-law, I think, is his character who's yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying to talk sense into everybody. I was like, That's "Come on, one. just look around." That's a good one. Uh, I have two more. So this one is 2013. Sleight of hand, no reason. Now you see me too. As the first one, Dylan Rhodes. Basically, the entire premise of the first one with Mark Ruffalo made me mad from the beginning which because I- which one's Dylan? Sorry. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's character. Oh, okay. Because like in the very, not, this isn't like not to pat myself in the back. I don't care if it's kind of a spoiler, but like from the very beginning, I knew his role in this because I felt like they were airmailing it. And so it just made me mad at him the whole time. Cause I'm like, you could fix this right now the whole time. Hmm. It's a fun movie, but it's still like a fun movie, but he made me angry. You know, the funny thing I've seen it twice years apart. Like I saw it once again, this December and once whenever it first came out, when I watched it the second time, I couldn't remember and I don't want to spoil the the actual ending reveals of any kind of this movie, but I couldn't remember anything about it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that was pretty clever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. 1984, obsessed with seafaring young woman. Seafaring? <laughs> uh, I want to say it's like, you said you forgot Disney earlier. Otherwise, I would make a Little Mermaid reference, but I don't. No, know that's like nine. That's eighty nine, I think, or ninety even. Seafaring 84, woman. Eighty four. The shark from Jaws. <laughs> no, it's dude. That's okay. like seventy five. Seventy nine. This is uh, Eugene Levy, Levy's character in Splash. Oh God, Splash. Okay. He's the guy who's, who knows that she's a mermaid and is trying to like prove it and like. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And again, I remember kid me being like. Can't you just let her be a, a mermaid if she wants to be a mermaid? Just leave her alone. Ah, That's funny. Uh, all right, my last one, 1964, Exploiting Handicap for Children. 64. <laughs> what? Exploiting Handicap? I keep feeling like this is going to be yet another Christmas movie or something. It is a Christmas is movie. Yeah. Oliver, what what is it? What? No, so so this is the 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 stop motion uh Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh Santa in that movie is like the worst dude ever. He he's not the greatest of Santas. Yeah, that's a bad Santa. That's like almost as bad as Santa as actual bad Santa. So that's my last pick is Santa Claus. Angry. Fair. All right, I'm gonna have. I now have my my last four, of which three are, are funsies, and the and the and the fourth one was actual. So the fourth is '94, dated suddenly noble boxing champ. '94, suddenly notable. I don't know what. You're and, and we've watched. We've talked about this movie many times. '94. It's, like it's like a top ten IMDb movie. From '94. Uh huh. I, I, it's not happening for me. It's Bruce Willis's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Everything <laughs> she does made me angry. She's delaying their escape. She's doing all these things where I'm like, good, stop doing that. Just stop it. You've got to go. This isn't important. Get out of town. 
Yeah, you hate or, her. Uh, yeah. All right, last three. I'll go fun. Fun. They're all fun and goofy, but I'll go speedy. 2018, ditched BFF for estranged beheader. Ditched BFF for estranged beheader is just a great word. Thank you. Uh, 2018. My autocorrect says the beheader is not actually a word, by the way. Autocorrect is wrong. Damn right. Uh, I don't know. Black Panther, the guy's best friend. And they've been friends for like whatever, 20 odd years. But some dude shows up with a severed head and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to follow that guy. Like at least you have a couple of conversations about it. I'm just saying it made me angry. It's a great pick. 2005, <laughs> hated sand and slaughtered younglings. Oh, boy. Younglings is a huge clue. That And there's really only one character in the history of movies who's actually stated that they hate sand. Is this like one of the Spider-Man movies? No. no I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of sand guy. I have no idea what. It's uh, Anakin. In uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, God. For some reason, Star Wars just wasn't even remotely on my mind for that. And that's really dumb because Younglings is a clue. Okay. Oh, whatever. It's a, it's a good pick. And then 1983. And this is a retro made me angry. And it in, in, in recent light makes me angrier. Oh, boy. I'm that's now funny. angrier retroactively at a movie from 1983 where overhyped badass falls into pit. 1993 overhyped. 83. 83. 83. 83. Yes. Oh, boy. And in recency, as of like, I'm going to go with December. Yeah. As of December, this has made me angrier. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm just, I'm just, I want you to get it. Like, I don't want to give you any more. So you watch this in December. No. But because of something else in December, this. This event, specifically, the overhyped badass falls into pit. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you down right now. I don't know this. Boba Fett. Return of the Jedi. Oh, see, again with Star Wars. I was not there again. Oh, man. I like that you call him overhyped, too, because he like totally is overhyped. He totally was overhyped. This is the point. Back in the day, Boba Fett. And then... Blind hand solo accidentally fires a thing and then d- leads to a sequence yeah, of events. Fall into a starlight pit for no reason. And then he falls. Like Rowan Atkinson could have handled Boba <laughs> Fett more effectively, is what I'm saying here. As the bird. <laughs> like from right? from and, and so and look, I'm sorry at this point of view have not watched Mandalorian to not I mean, this has been all over head. I won't give away some of the really cool stuff in Mandalorian season two. But Boba Fett is amazing. So yeah. to watch that, like, how are you going to retcon Return of the Jedi? We're going to need to see in the Boba Fett Chronicles or whatever they're calling it, the book of Boba Fett. Basically, the last episode, he needs to become like half senile or something where like to give an excuse for how he goes down like such a punk in Return of the Jedi. Totally reasonable. Totally right. It's a great way to end it. This is a very strong ending, Jeremy. That's a strong ending. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is what I, yeah. So this this is actually a lot of fun. I like this. I like this list. This was this wound up being a lot of like a, a fun sort of different, but fun different. Yeah, I enjoyed too. Uh, and that means that you 
need to tell us what we're doing next week because it's your turn. All right, I'm ready. So I'm going to define this as I go, but but I know what I want. I know what I know where we're going with this. But the rules are going to vary a little bit, so we're going to probably have some funky list things going on with it. Okay. You're a music guy. I am. What do, let's say, Natalie Imbruglia and Cherry Pie have in common? Warrant, sorry. Warrant and Natalie Imbruglia have in common. Um, I have... Or... Or Hanson, or uh, the group that Aha, or all of these bands have something in common. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically not Aha, but they have something in common, especially Natalie Imbruglia. She's famous for being a torn. Yeah, (laughs) and what else? Uh, Singer. What else is she famous for other than Torn? Nothing. Oh, one hit wonders? There you go. So we're going to do. Hanson is not a one hit wonder, just so you know. What was their second hit other than Mbop? They had Penny Lane. They have uh, an entire album with Trombone Shorty from New Orleans. They actually, they've done well for themselves. But they weren't, uh, but that's their, come on. Look, my favorite group of all time is Bare Naked Ladies. They're a one hit wonder, right? Technically, that's true. They had one because it was one week, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Anyhow, fair enough. All right, all right. I, th- I thought that would be a better of a... I'm sorry for my shtick there. Anyhow, one-hit wonder movies. So the rule is Ooh. you could pick director. You could pick an, a, a cast member. You can pick a genre. I don't really care the cr- definition you use. But five movies that clear... But whatever definition you give, like, for example, the director who only made one movie or maybe made like three movies, but one, like one best picture and the other is like got a two on, on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Mm. It has to be clear and obvious that if you say that movie and, and either the cast member, the director or something about it, that we all be like, yep, that's a one hit wonder. Interesting. This is fun. Okay. I'm down. This is going to be hard. I can't imagine Pong's going to be super long, but I like it. Oh, oh I, I started thinking about this. I, I think, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to get there pretty quick. I think it's going to have, you're going to, I, I, I'm flooded with ideas. I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Trust me. I'll, I'll definitely have fun, but I am, I am not flooded. <laughs> well, you know, if by like Monday-ish, you're still not flooded with ideas, we'll talk. Oh, no, no. I, I can do this. There's no, I, this is fun. I like this. Uh, all right, man. Sounds good. One hit wonders. I'm, I'm in. Next week. We'll do it. All right, listen, if you can't come up with him, you're just going to have to sit through a lesson from uh, Miss Umbridge there, okay? The worst teacher ever. (laughs) Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. (laughs) 